Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now, much of the time, we see ourselves as just being saved from sin. And about all we can do is just stagger along down here and continue to live on, barely get along the street, the last house at the end of the block down by Grumble Alley. But thank God that's not true. Ephesians, the first chapter, the seventh and eighth verse says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Now notice the expression here, in whom. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. And so you could entitle your Bible lesson, uh, Bible Facts, or you could call them In Him Facts, or Redemption Realities, or What I Have in Christ. Now, I remember this, that after I uh, was saved on the bed of affliction, and then raised up from the bed of affliction, and healed by the power of God, I remember the first time I went to town after I'd been raised up from this bed of affliction, I saw a friend of mine who had been a pal before I became bedfast. We'd grown up together and had played together as youngsters. Now immediately he began to talk of things that we had done before I became a Christian and before I had become bedfast. Now he was laughing and talking about these things and I sat there as though I had a mask on, as though I did not know what he was talking about. Finally he remarked, what's the matter with you? Don't you remember these things? You act as though uh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Well, he went on and uh, talked about another deal we'd pulled and asked, don't you remember that? Well, I replied and answered to him, Lefty, the fella that you was with that night died. He's dead. Well, now he said, I know you nearly died, but you didn't die. I know you. That's you sitting there. I said, uh, all of that to him on purpose to get him stirred up and to get him to think. And then I told him I did not die physically, but after all, it's not just your physical man that does wrong. It's also the man on the inside that gives the body permission to do wrong. My wrongdoing was a result of the spiritual death that was in my spirit, in my heart. There is an inward man. So I reminded him that the Bible said in 2 Corinthians five seventeen, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Now, I don't have a new physical body, but thank God I'm going to have one someday. Nevertheless, the man on the inside is a new creature, and that old man is gone that used to do those things. There's a new creature there now. You know, a Christian is not just a renovated person, renovated like a mattress is renovated, made over, it's still the same old mattress made over. No, he's a new creature. Uh, this is not a reformation. That this is something that never existed before. A new creature. Praise God. One translation reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new species. He's simply something that never existed before. We are not just forgiven sinners. We are not poor, weak, and staggering, barely getting along church members. We are new creatures in Christ Jesus. Well, I don't know about you. But this has been my testimony and my confession ever since I was born again in 1933. And I believe, friends, that we need to hold fast to this confession, that we need to think in line of what I'm teaching as Christians and believe it and confess it. Now, I've read this truth 
in some form or another in recent years from the pen of certain writers who've, uh, who've covered the same ground. But I did not receive the revelation from them as I knew it before. I ever read their writings. I saw this as I laid upon the bed of affliction. First, I promised God before I'd ever read the Bible that I would believe and accept whatever he said in his word. And then second, I said I would put into practice, that is, be a doer, not only believe it, but confess it and do it, uh, what he said. And, and you know, I can remember uh, just as a youngster, before I ever began my ministry, well, I guess it was just a young boy preacher, all right, preaching in jail services or on the street or somewhere. And uh, I, I remember this. That many times we would, uh, with other young people, uh, be with them, and they would uh, want to do things that's wrong and invite me to do things that was wrong. And I'd just simply tell them, no, I can't do that. And they'd say, well, why? I said, I'm a new creature. They said, you're a what? I said, a new creature. And then I began to preach the Bible to them, and many times uh, they've gotten under conviction, began to cry. I mean, more times than not, nine times out of ten. I remember even in high school, on, on the school steps sometimes, uh, or in the study hall, I preached to them, and, and I, I've seen them come under conviction. Well, you see, friends, when we know who we are in Christ, and we think in line with that and confess that, it makes a difference in our lives, and then it'll also convict others. Now, much of the time, we see ourselves as just being saved from sin. And about all we can do is just stagger along down here and continue to live on, barely get along street, the last house at the end of the block down by Grumble Alley. But thank God that's not true. Ephesians, the first chapter, the seventh and eighth verse says, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. Now notice the expression here, in whom, in whom we have one translation adds the word our redemption. It is in him that we are redeemed. In him we have our redemption. Now I ask the question, from what are we redeemed? Well, now someone will say sin. We're redeemed from sin. Now that's part of the truth, but it's not all of it. And if we just think that far and believe that far and confess that far, then we're going to fall far short of what God has actually provided for us in his great plan of redemption. And actually, just to say it that way, that we're redeemed from sin and leave it at that and imply that that's all there is to it, it's not true. It's not true. We leave the wrong impression. We are in reality redeemed from the thing that made us sinners and made us sin, spiritual death. We are redeemed from the curse of the law. The Bible said, you know, in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. Now we have to look to the law and find that the punishment for breaking God's law was threefold. Uh, that it was poverty, that it was sickness, and death, that is spiritual death. And of course we have the promise of uh, being redeemed from uh, physical death eventually. Now then, we are redeemed, this scripture said, in whom we have our redemption. Ephesians 1, 7 and 8 said, in whom we have our redemption. Through his blood, according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, in whom we have redemption, our redemption. Redeemed from what? Sin, well, true, but actually redeemed from spiritual death. 
redeemed from the thing that made us sinners, made new creatures in Christ Jesus then, redeemed from the power and the authority of the devil, as Colossians 1.13 said, that in him are in referring to Christ, that it says who, referring to Christ, has delivered us from the power of darkness. The power of darkness is the power of the devil or the authority of the devil. So we're redeemed from the power of the devil. Then we're redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13 said. And the curse of the law is poverty, sickness, and death, spiritual death. Jesus came to redeem us because we were sold into sin and uh, spiritual death with the devil dominating us. But you see, friends, he came to redeem us from the curse now, that means that if we have redemption in Christ, and we do, then Satan's dominion has been broken. Satan's dominion has been broken. It means that the devil lost dominion over our lives the minute that we were born again and that we became new creatures in Christ Jesus. It means that we have received a new Lord a new master to reign over us. Jesus Christ is our Lord. Satan was our master. He did nominate us. But since we're new creatures in Christ Jesus, we have been born again, and Jesus is our master, and Jesus is our Lord, and Satan has no right to dominate us. Romans, you know, the 6th chapter and the 14th verse says, For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You know, another translation said, for sin shall not lord it over you. The Synonary translation said, for sin shall not lord it over you. Now, if anything lords it over you, it has dominion over you. One could interpret the verse to mean Satan shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but under grace. Christ has redeemed us. He is our head. He is the head of the church. If he is the head of the church then he is your head, you see. Uh, we are members of the body of Christ, then he is our head. Therefore, has the devil any authority to rule the body of Christ? Why, no, we know that. We are members of the body of Christ and are to be dominated by Jesus. Satan cannot rule us, or he would be ruling the body of Christ, which is the church. Disease and sickness can no longer lord it over us. Old habits can no longer lord it over us. Now, why? because we are new creatures in Christ Jesus. The thing that we need to do is to think in line with God's word, to believe that. Then we begin to confess it. We begin to talk about it. And then it becomes a reality in our spirits. Because of the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, the Bible said we are made to be overcomers and thus live a victorious life. Now one can always locate a person spiritually by what he says. The majority of people will quote these scriptures and then pray... You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. 99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. 
Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You know, we got a lot of stuff coming up in June, huh? Yes, honey. This week, Amplify yeah, starts. Th- that this coming is, weekend. Yes, June 6th through the 9th. Yes. It is a great, it's a um, music, a worship, and technology conference. Right. Uh, technology on sound, on lighting. Cameras. Um, yes. All, kind, all kinds anything of Anything that you would need. Inside of the inside of the church. Yes. Plus, and, we're having concerts at night. Right, and then you got the you got the worship where all the worship leaders come in. So what you can do, you can bring in all of your people that are involved in sound and lighting and and all of that sort of yes. stuff. And then the people that are involved with leading worship. It it is a tremendous conference. Uh, we had it last year, and I don't know how many oh, of the reports amazing. we got from pastors that said, "Man, my people came back." with some great new ideas. And uh, a lot of times when you see sets, you think it's expensive. If you come here to the tech conference, you'll find out they're not as expensive as you think they are. You'll be surprised what some of that stuff is up there with lights behind it. It's not expensive stuff. No. I know. I walked in. I'll just do this one illustration. I walked in our church one day and I said, man, that really looks good. How much did that cost? And they said, Hardly nothing. That's bubble wrap with lights behind it. So, you know, it's just, uh, it, 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 there's a lot of ways. So come on out. That's also, right. you can go on the web and you can sign up for that. Call today to get this month's special victory package, which includes the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.